Testing, testing. We sound good as all hell. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast here for a Sunday afternoon edition. We've got big time news stories. I've been collecting videos all week. We're going to get into some shit. But before we do, friendly reminder, this week in Las Vegas with BK Chris, we're going to be fucking going, having a party. Bring your ether. Bring your uh, bring your your motor vehicles that have preferably been rented. I wanna I wanna live out all of my Hunter S. Thompson fantasies in one weekend, dude. I'm definitely gonna go to Circus Circus, get lost in that little merry-go-round in the middle. Show up, bring your sheets. Might be hot out in Las Vegas in the summer, but we're gonna have ourselves a good time. That's me and BK Chris stand-up comedy show followed by a live podcast, all for twenty dollars. And you get to bring your own booze. You get to bring your all drugs. You can do heroin in these people's yard. I don't know them that well. They're not friends of mine. You want to do heroin out in the corner? I mean, maybe we'll just pick you up and put you up on the other side of the fence so that if you overdose, it's somebody else's problem. Anyways, later in this episode, we have Dr. Krim coming on. We're going to give you the real details about where you can stick your wiener and not get the monkey pox. If you got a short wiener, can you still put it into someone's butt? These are the kind of questions that we need actual doctors to answer. Maybe if you got like a little one and it's kind of thin... You're not getting all that much anal contact. I know you people, you've been writing to me. You've been writing in and you go, listen, I still want to be able to get out there and have my gay anal sex, but I don't know where I can put my wiener. So I got an actual doctor. He's going to come on later on the show and he will let you know. Also, I just want to uh, make a statement about the accuracy of this program. It might not be that accurate. I, I'm, I've been pulling more of like random clips that I come across on Twitter because I think they're funny. I think they're fun. I like doing breakdowns of the, but then, you know, I'm not validating if someone else has sens- sens- sensationalized the claims that were being made in those videos. If it's a faulty edit, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm bringing up the video. I'm trying to tell the jokes. And if you look at the historical record here, I've been right on everything. Not just that, but like, you know, if you had listened to me, you, your sperm probably still works. Your vagina probably doesn't bleed all that much. I can't cure periods. I'm not God. I can't make it that all of a sudden you don't have periods once a month. You're going to have to go on birth control or get pregnant for that or have your uterus removed. Is that an option? I think you can get it removed just straight up. Uh, you might even be able to go to Planned Parenthood for that. They already got the vacuum. And in some states, they can't use it for abortion. So maybe they're looking for something to do. Maybe they can just hose out your uterus so you don't bleed anymore. But for those of you who still are doing the whole period thing, Thanks to me, if you've been listening to the show and you're unvaccinated, 42% of you have been uh, spared from, uh, you know, periods that went from medium well to more like having a live cow. Um, so I I am thanking myself. I'm, I'm You're welcoming myself. I'm taking a bow. I'm taking a curtsy for all the things I've gotten accurate up until this point in time. And I'm letting you know that if on this particular episode, I pulled out all sorts of things that were actually meant to satire and I'm treating them as being serious. Well, I feel like I've earned my right to be wrong a couple of times. So go judge somebody else and, you know, go to other programs if you want to see things that are more historically accurate. And I'd like to get into the news. Like I said, Dr. Krim's going to be on here later warning you about uh, how to avoid uh, the monkeypox. Uh, and then we're also going to talk about Biden getting the Rona. But yesterday I was walking around uh, Washington Square Park, which, by the way, man, has that thing become more homeless. It used to be that there was like order to that park. It was homeless people on the corners, your chess players in one corner. But now the homeless are starting to converge more in the center. But anyways, I was walking around. And uh, at one point, I passed, you know, the people. They're doing their Harry Krishna stuff. This is not a picture I took yesterday. This is a picture I found online. This one's actually from uh, Union Square Park. And I'm trying to talk about Washington Square Park. Don't get your square parks confused. I was in Washington Square Park. And you got your people and they're doing their Harry Krishnas. You know, they're banging on their drums. And to me, it sounds terrible. But I realized there's some individuals who walk by that are like, dude, this shit's my jam, you know? And then they start grooving. And then the next thing you know, their head is shaved and they're in a cult just because they were out there. And they're like, 
man, this thing's on my frequency. And then they're wearing a dress and they got the bells and the things. And that's why I'm letting you people know, if you're fans of the show, you got to start blasting the run your mouth in public locations. That's what you got to do. You got to show up with your speaker sets. Maybe when you're in your car, you roll it down, you boost it. And sure, most people might be like, what the fuck are you listening to? I don't even understand how someone can get that angry. I don't understand what this guy's yelling about. But then other people, you know, they'll just be walking around, spacing out, and they'll be like, man, that sounds like some Jew angst. I think I could get with some Jew angst. And then the next thing you know, they're shaving their head and they're part of the run your mouth cult. So, you know, if you want to help me grow this show to the point that it makes money and I can do it every single day. So you never have to go a day of your life without listening to run your mouth, without getting all the information, without finding out what happened on Twitter, without getting all the analysis that's going to keep you from self-sterilizing, from getting vaccines that you shouldn't have gotten so that you, you got bloody vaginas and swimmers that don't swim. If you want that, if you want what you got to do is you got to start showing up to public locations get old school boom boxes and start blasting run your mouth for the people. And sure, most people are going to be offended. Most people aren't going to be happy with you. Yes, you're going to have to endure screams and 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 bigotry against balded men and you're not even bald, but you don't you don't understand the bigotry that usually comes with this kind of bald angst. But the point is get out there, spread the word or if you can't do that cuz it's not for you, you know what you can do? You can rate, review and subscribe. You can leave me a nice little message because every once in a while, I'll actually go to iTunes. I'll be like, what are people saying about this? And then sometimes there'll be a guy who just goes, honestly, I think you should stop. I don't know why I took the time to write this message. I care about you as a human being. And I just think that this isn't the right thing for you. And I think sometimes, but don't leave those comments because there's too many of them that I'll think everyone feels that way. So leave nice comments. But I'm just saying every once in a while, people leave really mean ones that I do think it's funny. All right, let's talk about Biden. Man, still got Corona. You know, he was over the Corona. Then he came back to announce that he had the corona. He thought people were going to be like all surprised. Honestly, we're just surprised he's still alive. I mean, that's the press conference that Biden should do on a daily basis. You just get up there and go, hey, guys, I'm, I woke up. I'm, I'm still alive. Yeah, we're going to hang it out there. And, I don't know. Talk to China. Because uh, uh, actually, I think, you know, remember when Kamala Harris was, uh, you know, the other day where uh, impaired, by the way, people sent me uh like, this is a big Microsoft thing. People have been sending me footage, but they like to get up there before a meeting and they go, uh, I just want to let you know, I'm a, I'm a, this person, I'm wearing this kind of outfit, here's what the weather's like, here's what we're going to discuss, I, I do this in this department, and I think what uh, Kamala Harris was doing there when she said, hey, I'm a lady and I'm wearing a blue dress, I think what she was doing is she's trying to normalize people working with dementia. Because at some point, you know, Biden, it's going to be like in that movie, uh, there was that the Adam Sandler movie with what's her name, uh, where every single day she's got to watch a little movie to remind her what her life's about because she freaks out. She's like, why the fuck is Adam Sandler in my bed? Did I just get raped? And then she watches the movie and she's like, oh, I got some dementia problem where I can't remember anything. But apparently this is what my life looks like. Imagine having a really creepy memento where you actually kidnap somebody and then you played that video for them. That would be some creepy ass shit. But I think that's what... Uh, Kamala's trying to normalize is Biden being able to wake up and start press conferences going, uh, I'm a man. Uh, oh, I'm the president. That's pretty cool. And we're going to talk about this. And, you know, you just see, you get it all out of the way. All right. So let's read what President Biden's tweet was. Here we go. Folks, that's always a fun way to start a message. Today, I tested positive for COVID again. This happens with a small minority of folks. Now, why do you say that it happens to a small minority of folks? I mean, you would think the odds of both you and uh, Fauci 
taking the same medication and having COVID rebounds. I mean, usually we don't get good reporting on what's going on with your average human being. I mean, it took us months before we found out that 42% of women had more blood in their vaginas. That, that, that took months before we found that information. Now we've had only two people that I know of in the White House taking this Paxlovid, and you guys both had rebound effects, but it's very rare. It's very rare. Don't it's a small minority. Well, what are the odds on that? What's the odds that it's only a small minority of people that are getting this rebounding effect, and yet we're two for two of the old people in the White House that we know that have taken it? Let's read the rest of this. I've got no symptoms, but I'm going to isolate for the safety of everyone around me. I'm still at work, and we'll be back on the road soon. Uh, here's my real question. So even if it is a small minority of people that are taking the Paxlovid, and then it turns out that they end up with these problems... You ever get bad service somewhere and you just go, all right, I'm never coming to this place again. And maybe you just caught them on a bad day. You know, maybe you just caught Delta on a bad day. Usually Delta, they're always running their flights on time. But on this one time, they kept you on the plane too long. They brought you to the wrong destination. They shipped your clothes to somewhere else. Then they sent you the pictures of someone else who was wearing your clothes, who actually looked better in your clothes. Then you had to feel worse about yourself. They said, hey, here's what happens when this T-shirt is on someone that actually can fit into this T-shirt. And here's the hot chick that that person's banging. Delta did all of that. And you're like, my God, Delta, I'm never using your service again. And maybe that was just a one-off. Maybe that's not the way Delta operates. Have you ever been in like a restaurant and the service is so slow that you then call over the waiter and say, you know what I'd like to add to my order? Uh, and because I didn't realize how hungry I was. And then you just leave. You ever do that one? That one I've never done. But anyways, you do what I'm saying. Uh, the Delta one was true, though. They did actually steal my clothes and then take pictures of the other people that were wearing it. But you ever have service that's so bad that you just go, all right, never again. And now, obviously, it's your own logical fallacy. I mean, if you looked at the records of these places, you go, all right, usually these people give their food on time. But sometimes your experience with something is so bad that it doesn't matter if people tell you, like, if you went to the ocean and some shark bit your legs off, you might not go to that ocean again. Now, people might tell you, hey, listen, that almost never happens. We're sorry that you lost your legs, but you still have perfectly good arms. And if we strap some floaties to the back of your nubs, you can still enjoy this ocean. You're going to be like, I'm a pool guy now. I'm never going in that fucking ocean again. What is the commitment of Biden and the rest of the White House that even after both of them took the thing, right, and then they end up with the rebounding effects, they don't go, you know what, maybe we should review this. This seems a little bit odd. It seems a little bit strange. Maybe that would even be the honest thing where you go, listen, it's uh, apparently the numbers from the initial studies was that this is never going to happen. But it does seem a little bit odd. So, you know what? We're going to review it. And then you could do a fake review. You could pretend like you reviewed it when you didn't really review it. But it just seems odd to me that you would have that level of commitment that even when both of you guys have rebounding effects, you just go, oh, it never happens. This thing's as good as that vaccine that we gave you guys. Hey, now I'm Fauci. All right, what else we got on this thing? Here, I want to give out props to Kim Iverson for leaving the Hill. God bless that you decided, hey, I don't want to be a part of this propaganda network. The Hill for a while, when Kim was there, every once in a while, I'd come across one of her things. I'd be like, man, this chick is on the, I don't know if you should. A very smart lady, very smart lady. She had some of the best Corona coverage and the closest to working in a mainstream thing because the Hill, I guess, kind of likes to pretend like they're mainstream. But then while she was there, the entire thing was more interesting because she would actually do real coverage on shit and bring real perspectives, even on like the stuff that was like you would have thought was like loony. She would end up reporting on and she did excellent reporting specifically on all the Corona stuff. And it was a thrill because like sometimes I'd be reading stuff. I'd be like, oh, wow, she covered it. Sometimes I even go to her shit first. So, dude, Kim, 
looking forward to what she does uh, on her own channels. I hope that that doesn't get blocked from YouTube. It's very annoying when you find shit that you like and then all of a sudden it disappears. Like the news junkie cartoons. I used to see that every day when I went onto YouTube. I can't tell you the last time I saw one of those. Or like when they took out Rand Paul the last time. It's very weird when the things disappear because like you don't, I, I don't know. It's not that easy to like keep in touch with these things and then figure out where they go next. You just kind of realize like, oh, I haven't seen that in a while and I used to like that. And then you try and go refine it. it never works. Anyways, I hope, uh, you know, and, you know, shame on the fucking hill because that's what you are at that point. If you have someone who normally does the interviews and then you don't allow them to be on so that the other people can ask the questions, just go, oh, my God, Fauci, you're so right. Oh, yeah, you're, you, yeah, schools are, kids should be in school. I mean, I thought I was asking you a tough question, but when you came back and you said kids should actually be in school, I didn't even realize how important it was. Man, is it good that you came on to clarify everything while we smiled and nodded and said that you're 100% right. And now you get to pretend. I hate when people are fake edgy. That's what they are now. They get to pretend like, oh, yeah, we're the alternative news source. And then what, they just push a little bit further. It's like the Tom Woods line of being within the box of allowable opinions. All right, let's take a couple comments, and then we'll move on to the next topic. We've got uh, Keith Keen coming in here, wishing me a happy Sunday. A happy Sunday back to you. David Allen, just watched the latest Ryan Long. Uh, he's clearly out of his mind. I like Ryan Long. I don't know what he did, but I do like Ryan Long. David Allen, what up, fire? Based, I'm tuned in at work. Robbie, keeping me sane while I'm stocking shelves of food. Hell yeah, steal some of that food. Ship it in the mail. I'll give you my address. This is despite the fact that Robbie is insane. I'll give you that. All right, last comment. Just got here trying to figure out if Robbie's on coffee and Coke. Uh, no, I'm just enjoying myself. You know, these are just topics that I'm passionate about. That's all it is. All right, what else I got here? Um, all right, here... We've been talking about yeah, before. 6, uh, we've we already covered this. Law enforcement to you guys hear this democracy. video? We saw what happened. The Capitol Police, the D.C. Metropolitan Police, other law enforcement agencies were attacked and assaulted before our very eyes. Speared, sprayed, stomped on, brutalized. And lives were lost. And for three hours, the defeated former president of the United States watched it all happen and pro-cop. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-democracy. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-American. All right. I'm just going to say, if we're going to have a deep fake president for the end of the world, I'm okay with this. I think this is probably the funniest version. Like if they were going to sit down in a lab and concoct something, get rid of honest elections and just keep one dictator from now until the end of humanity. I, I vote for this guy. January I vote 6th, for this guy as fake dictator for the end of the world, because here's what's going on. I see what they're doing. They want to start tracking our phones, seeing how much carbon you're using up, giving you a credit card where you got to go. Oh shit. I've already consumed all my carbon for the month. They're calling up your friends going, Hey man, you got any carbon left? Yeah. Can you take me to the movies? Apparently uh, they, they run the air conditioner. I'm trying to find a movie theater that doesn't run air conditioners because I've already consumed all my carbon for the month. You know what's really going on here? I'm going to lay it on you guys. Technology is getting so good that we all can be wealthy. We all could be consuming the things that we want. And then the rich people are like, wait a second. Why am I all this rich if all these other people can just afford to go out and eat dinner and have sex with each other? That's why I became rich. I became rich so that I could have a microwave and a refrigerator and a nice house. And if everyone gets so wealthy that they can all just afford to have a car, drive to work, have an honest job, have a wife and kids, maybe even a side piece. I don't want to be living in a world where everybody's living a good life. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pretend like we're going to ruin the planet 
unless we start with carbon credits, and that's going to be a good way to keep everybody else poor. I mean, sure, I'll fly in my jet because I'm flying around in my jet warning everybody else about the carbon that they're consuming. That's what we're going to do. And if I guess if you're wealthy enough, you'll be able to purchase other people's carbon credits. That's going to be very expensive. The rest of us, I mean, in a world where you didn't have to purchase the carbon credit, we'd be getting to a place where you could just drive that car. You could just afford that meal. You could afford that girlfriend. The elites, they don't want that. They don't, they, they don't care. Like they don't want people to be able to consume. They want to be able to feel like they're really special with all the stuff that they get to consume. And so what's the way that they're going to make it so that all of us can't consume it? They're going to create these new carbon credit scores and they're going to attach it to your credit card. And then they're going to create a digital currency where guess what? You can be out. You're not allowed to use your digital currency. I saw what you said on Twitter last night. We said that everyone's got to go get this vaccine. You said you can't have this vaccine. So that's it. You're not allowed to have your money anymore. And so all I'm saying is if we're going to have some new global elite one world economy that might actually be split with China on one side, us on the other side, uh, I vote for Biden for dictator for the end of the world. And, you know, you're already pretending like he doesn't have dementia. So how much of a leap is it going to be when he dies to just pretend like he's still alive? Just pretend like he does everything from the basement now. It's more efficient than ever. Your green screen technology here can get a little bit better. And let's just deep fake Biden for the end of the world. Uh, you know, maybe Carl, Carl Schlob, Schlobowoss, Schlobowosser can, can be his vice president. He can stand there in the background with his, uh, you know, and then you can just have Kamala laughing. I almost feel like that would be a good radio show. That's what you do. You get Biden. He says his dumb, stupid shit. You get Kamala laughing at everything. And then Schlau saying something that sounds so evil. They both look over like, wait, what was that? All right. What else we got here? That was kind of a, Mark Maron had a good bit. You guys can go check it out. He was at a, uh, um, that's what happens. You talk off the top of your head. You say something, you're like, oh, I think I just took that from that guy. Uh, he did a Montreal just for laughs. He talked about the format of morning radio. Go watch it. Good spoof. And I just stole his joke. All right. You know, I spent all morning collecting these videos and, uh, you see what happens here. It goes, Hey, I didn't load it. So give me one second. I'm going to take this off the screen and then I'm going to bring this up. As for monkeypox, I, I think there's a pretty good... No, that's the wrong one. Okay, yeah, no, no, we can do it this way. Uh, can you guys hear that? Uh, if I run audio only, people in the chat, tell me if I run audio only here of this video without it being up on screen. President can you guys Biden tell me? Can you hear this? We've entered a new phase in our recovery. Focused, focused on, on achieving steady, stable, stable growth, growth without sacrificing. President Biden has said... We've entered a new phase in our recovery, focused on achieving steady, stable growth without sacrificing the gains of the last 18 months. I like it. It's a new stage in the recovery uh, where instead of ruining the economy, they're going to go for stable growth. Up until now, hey, Janet, what, what have you guys been going for thus far? I mean, I feel like since you got in the office, you're talking about a robust recovery. So... Why are we in a new stage where you want growth? So prior, what were you guys going for? You were just going for inflation? Like uh, you basically, you got into office and you're like, you know what? Let's go for inflation. Let's go for supply line issues. Let's go for people that are nervous about food. Let's go for high gas prices. And then once we get all those things, once once we ruin everything, then we'll enter a new stage where we start going for, for growth. So everybody, don't worry. I mean, th this has been their plans all along. And now they're just pivoting to a new strategy where they go for uh, for growth. All right, now let's get back into my uh, my presentation here. Look at that. No big deal. I figured out how to get around having to load videos into this thing. 
Uh, which, speaking of which, you know what? We're, we're going to grow this thing. At some point, you guys are going to turn around and be like, I remember when that guy was broadcasting out of his living room, and then we're going to be on We're going to be on the top. We're gonna People are going to look at the other news stations and be like, how did the hell even ever get views when they were just on here lying? They better bring back that Kim person who was the only person doing any honest journalism around here. I've got a volunteer position for you. I'm going to point right at the camera. I think someone might like this. So uh, if you've noticed from the way I talk here, my brain is uh, it's a little bit scattered. It doesn't work in a very direct line. You know, I'll be thinking about uh, donuts one second. I'm thinking about how I can't eat cheese anymore the next. I'm sad about that breakup. Then I can remember I eat cookies. Then I remember that Fauci said something. And then I'm like, where are my notes for this other joke? So I got a job if you're out there. It's a volunteer position. Probably takes three hours a week. Because for now, I want to do run your mouth, uh, I think, three days. The days I'm not doing part of the problem. And we're going to hit next level because I think uh, pretty soon I'm going to start doing a weekly live show, hopefully on Wednesdays in New York City. Hopefully 8 p.m. on Wednesday. We're going to be doing a trial of that in a couple weeks. We'll see how many people show up for it. And then hopefully I can get like a big New York City like comics to come hang out for it. So that's in the works. But if you're out there, there's a very specific run your mouth job. It's volunteer. I'm not sharing the sheath money with you. You think you're getting the sheath money just because you volunteered to do a little bit of work on my spread? That's not happening. I mean, maybe down the line, you help me grow this to the next level. We're a daily program and we're at the top in the news agency. Then sure. But between now and then, the sheath money's my money. And by the way, you should go uh, You should go get yourself some sheets. It's the summer months. You're going to be showing up to, to Vegas for the live show with me and BK Chris. You want to make sure that your nuts are cool, calm, and collected, separated from your legs. Sheathunderwear.com, promo code RYM, and get 20% off. Anyways, I tend to email myself the videos that I want to put into the presentation, and then I lose those emails and stuff. So maybe if you're out there and you want to contribute to the show by helping me put together the presentations, and I just email the stuff to you, and then you put it in there, and then maybe you stuff come across stuff stuff on Twitter that you think is good too, you can become my partner in crime, and you know I'll thank you. If you got an email box that I can shout out or something, something I don't know. All right, let's get into our next subject, because I don't have that much time before uh, Ryan Kroon comes on the show, and then we, do, uh, we let you know how to avoid the monkeypox. Uh, here's a full breakdown of the art of having two different conversations. So I know sometimes you sit down and you're having a conversation with someone and you're like, I don't really feel like answering these questions. So I'd rather just have a different conversation. And that's not easy to do. It's not easy to just fully look someone right in the face, ignore them and go, all right, I know that you're talking about painting your living room, but let's talk about the decks. And then they're like, no, but I'm really just looking at my living room painting. You're like, yeah, yeah, but decks, have you considered how good you'd feel if you just sat out here with the wind and, and you could see your neighbor's lawn. And then you got to talk. Yeah, but I'm looking at my thing painted. Yeah, but the deck's out here. So I know a lot of you guys don't know how to have two different conversations. And so we're going to do a breakdown because there's some professionals out there who are really good at having two different conversations at the exact same time. Uh, so let's give a watch to some of this because maybe you and I, we can learn some tricks for our daily life of how to just have a different conversation than the person you're having a conversation with. Here we go. I mean, it's been very clear. The president, your whole team has been pushing back aggressively on if the country is in a recession and how worried the country should be about entering a recession in light of this. The New York Times put it this way today. To paraphrase an old political adage, if you're explaining how recession calls are made, you're losing. Do you see that, Jared? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think we've gotten into a technical discussion about uh, what constitutes a recession. And I think, look, bringing the facts to the table is something that we as economic advisors have to do. You just have a different conversation. Hey, don't you think that we even have to explain to the American people that there's not an inflation problem? 
might suggest that there is no, 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 no. The fact that everyone walks into a store and notices and we have to explain and try the propaganda so that they can pretend like even though they're buying things that they can't really afford and there's less of it when they get it. And when you go to a restaurant, it takes you 45 more minutes to get your fucking food. So you just want to leave and order more food that you're not going to actually order, but you realize you don't have the balls to do so. But no, 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 that's got nothing to do. Really, everything's just going so great. I don't even know why you're asking me this question. The fact that I have to explain how great it's going, does that mean... Imagine if every single day you had to sit down with like your girlfriend and go, hey, this, we're, we're really doing good here, right? Like you almost got to brainwash them. No, no, you really like being here. Imagine if you woke up every morning and someone was whispering into your ear, like, like your loved one was whispering, you like being here. You don't want to leave me for other people. You might be like, well, that's weird. Is there a reason why you got to whisper that into my ear every morning? How long have you been doing that for? And so that's the question she asked. And he just goes, well, I'm going to have a different conversation. Here, let's watch more of this. Okay, and on another subject, why is the Biden administration building a border wall in Arizona? So um, we are not uh, we are not finishing the wall. Uh, so notice how he asked, "Why are you building a wall?" And she goes, "Well, we're not finishing a wall." But by the way, also like if you're not finishing a wall, because uh, she's going to say that she's cleaning up Biden's mess. But if you're not finishing a wall, aren't you just building more mess? I mean, if you're going to build something that's not to completion, wouldn't you just call that a mess? Like if I were to build like part of a house on a block and then I don't finish the house, isn't that, didn't I just build a mess then? I mean, it's not a functional house. You're not, you're not completing the thing. So if you're not completing something and you're just putting up more material somewhere that's not going to be to completion, isn't that by definition, just building more of a mess? Well, let's continue. We are cleaning up the mess the prior administration uh, left behind in their in their failed attempt uh, to build a wall. And I just want to be very, very clear here. On day one, uh, we returned the money, uh, the $8 billion the prior administration took. So if you return the money and we're having money issues, what money are you using now? What money is available for, uh, for the work you guys are doing? From our military, we gave that back. Uh, to the military, for military families, for schools, for bases. Uh, that's what that money was being used. That's what it was taken away from. And so, again, what we're doing is cleaning up the mess that the prior administration has done. But President Biden, when he was a candidate, said there will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration. Yeah. So what changed? We are not finishing the wall. All right. You guys said you weren't going to build any more wall. Well, we're not finishing it. Cool. So you're going to have a different conversation than me. Wonderful. If walls work in that part of Arizona, is this the administration trying to get migrants to cross somewhere else, like in Texas? Hilarious by Dookie. The Dookie man. Edit again. So are we just trying to create better funnels uh, into Texas? Is that what we're trying to do? Because if you're building walls over here, I guess you're saying that the walls work. So if you're just going to wall some areas, not other areas, are you trying to funnel people into texas instead of arizona what what is the point we are not finishing a wall we are cleaning up the mess that the prior administration made she can't even keep a straight face which is lives. great this is what is this is what the prior administration left behind that we are now cleaning up by finishing the wall is this we are not finishing the wall. by filling in finishing we are not finishing they should try just not calling it a wall you know 
I think I had a joke in my uh, end of your misinformation spectacular about that. Uh, and then this is fun. Texas Governor Abbott sent more than 5,100 migrants to Washington. This is from CNN Politics. Now D.C. mayor says her city's at a tipping point. Washington, D.C. can't handle the 5,100 migrants that Abbott sent up that way. And so now she's calling for the National Guard to come in. And now here's what's crazy about that. Haven't there been a couple million that came in this year? I mean, this is great. Biden goes, yeah, yeah, we can handle it. It's no problem. It's a humanitarian crisis. And so Abbott goes, all right, fine. If you think that it can be done, I have to see it. And I'm telling you that this is a nightmare. This is a disaster. And we've got to do something about it. And Biden's going, no, 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 there's no emergency. There's no crisis. And so, I mean, 5,000 over a million, that's not even a big percentage. I do the math out loud, but then you realize how retarded I am. The point being, if only 5,000 are in D.C. and D.C. is at a tipping point, I mean, how do you ignore, like, Texas still when you're like, hey, we've got a really big issue over here? Uh, and now here is another conversation between uh, Dukey uh, asking about this very issue. Let's give it a listen. So the White House's preference would be for small towns in Texas and Arizona to have to take care of these migrants rather than a large metropolitan city like Washington, That is not what I said. That is not what I said. That is what you said. I said that there is... Yeah, they are. They're sending migrants to big cities on purpose, so they, using them as a political ploy. So if they don't go to big cities, where should they There's go? There's a process. I just There's laid it out. There's, There's a, process. a process. And they come to a big city, and now there, that the is, mayor says she needs the National Guard. That's so, because that's because Republicans are using they're using migrants for coming here for who knows uh, because they are there. All right. So in other words, just showcasing that there's an issue uh, becomes politics because we're trying we're trying to make everyone think that everything's amazing and that it's perfect and that inflation actually makes you more wealthy and that there's not a problem with migrants. So if you guys are bringing them here in showcasing that they actually exist, uh, that's political. And we're trying not to play politics by ignoring that there isn't a problem. All right, what else we got? I got some more here. Oh, yeah, I got a friendly reminder myself to plug Yo Kratom and Yo Delta. Uh, if you're out there, pick up some Yo Kratoms. You know, they still got it, $60 kilos. They ain't got no inflationary problems. You want to get yourself a whole Kratom of Ming Daws, white Ming Daws, red volleys. I've never really gotten into the reds. I like the I like the greens and the whites. That's what I'm like. I'm, I'm a green and white man myself. You know, so go celebrate yourself some summer. Get yourself a whole kilo of Kratoms. And if you're not into Kratoms, well, guess what? You can still support our loyal sponsor. How? By going to yodelta.com, where you can get Delta 8, and that shit's going to get you fucking high. If that's what you're into, if you're over the age of 21, you get yourself a big-ass bag of gummies, get yourself all fucking stoned, and, uh, you know, just show up on some report street. You can pass out on a lawn chair because it's other people's houses. So, you know, you can hang out with the heroin guy. We'll put you on the other side of the fence. I'm kidding. We're not really going to do this to the nice people who host some report store. And uh, some report store, we are in the home stretch of summer right now. Every single weekend in August, I've got unbelievable shows coming at you. This weekend, Las Vegas with BK Chris. That's going to be a fucking party. I'm looking forward to that. Stand-up, live podcast, $20. That's all that fucking costs you. You can bring your own beers. You can bring your own sandwiches. You can bring your own hookers. You can bring your own crafts table. We can get a fucking dice game going on in that backyard at the end of the show. Bring your ether. Bring your drugs. Bring your narcotics. Dress like Hunter S. Thompson. Las Vegas this weekend. Then the following weekend, round the farm in Michigan with the Shedcast boys playing all sorts of tunes. They got a full concert, followed by me doing stand-up, followed by a full live podcast. Once again, that's $20. You can come camp. You can bring your own booze. You can bring... Uh, I don't know what else you want to bring. 
but you guys can show up. That's at a part that is a, a uh, farm, beautiful farm out of Michigan. And that one's going to be a fucking party. And then what do we have after that? After that, we've got an unbelievable weekend. You guys should actually come follow this tour. Uh, Dr. Krim, I see that you're there. I'm going to rant for about another five minutes and bring you on. Uh, we've got uh, a weekend. You should follow this whole tour. We're starting off in Washington, D.C. on a rooftop. That's going to be me, BK Chris, Menu and Heart, stand-up comedy show, rooftop bar in D.C. that never shut down. The next night, we're going to be at Max's house. Heart and tour. That is the heart of Summer Porch Store. Once again, you can camp. You can show up in the afternoon. You can tailgate. That's going to have a live concert, stand-up comedy show, live podcast, hang out all night. He's got a private bar. You can camp on the property. That one's going to be great. And then the next day, a slightly more expensive ticket, $30 because it includes a barbecue. And that's going to be with the leadership of the Mises Caucus. That's one's out in, uh, I think, North Reading, Pennsylvania. Once again, concert, stand-up comedy, and then a live podcast with everything Mises. And then the last weekend of Summer Port Store is going to be at Forest Mommies out in Denver with me doing stand-up, a live concert, and the Run Your Mouth annual Smokeout Bug Out. Will Sid once again remain victorious even as he travels out west to combat even bigger stoners than what we have here? Because we're still underground. We're not living in a state where it's legal. These other people, you can just drive around. You can smell like weed. You can be growing weed in your fucking car and the cops don't care. Is that fair? These people who've been smoking weed at high altitude, is that going to give them an unfair competitive advantage against us in the shed? I mean, you should see the kind of equipment we're working out working out with. These people, they got their glamorous, their weed shops. You can call, roll in just by any strain whatsoever. All right, that's it. Summer Porch Store, come pick up some tickets. Now, I've got some uh, monkeypox stuff that I want to cover, and then I'm going to bring on Dr. Krim, because I don't think he wants to be a part of this part of the monkeypox coverage. Uh, so let's start with Kennedy, who was talking about monkeypox on her show. Uh, she had an expert on who had something to say, and let's see what her reaction was. As for monkeypox, I, I think, think there's a pretty, pretty good rule in life. Uh, don't, don't attend gay orgies. Uh, when, when you look, look at the New England Journal's report of the five gay orgies interviewed. Ned, come on, man. It's not about gay. Go look at the New England Journal's report that NBC News reported on on Friday, in which of the 528 cases they reviewed, 95% were between sex between men. I think we actually have that serious conversation about where this is coming from. When I'm done, Brad, you can talk. Instead of going crazy and declaring a national pandemic when 3,000 people have it right now, it's insane. I don't know, man. You don't have to be gay to get monkeypox, and uh, you don't have to be bigoted when you talk about treating something that is that easily spread. Right? It's not bigoted. Yeah, it is. This, this is science, Kennedy. 95% of the cases from the New England Journal. I'm going to let Brad respond. Okay, I'm going to let Brad respond because, Brad, we have 372 doses. So I think what just what's strange about this is why not just have an ominous conversation and give us the info? It almost seems like a disservice to the gay community that if at the moment there's a gap of time until we can get everyone vaccinated, maybe you want to warn people that there is significant risk in engaging in a particular activity. Now, no one's saying don't be gay. No one's saying don't engage in gay stuff. No one's even telling you that in the future you can't go back to your orgies and the lifestyle and whatever it is that you guys enjoy doing. Nobody cares, but maybe it would be worthwhile to warn people and go, hey, at the moment, this isn't a safe activity. And here's why it's not a safe activity. 
And by the way, that might even make it cooler when people get it. The same way like going to fight in the UFC or being a gladiator or like a race car driver, we're honest about the fact that it's risky. And then when you go ahead and do it, it's almost like a high five type thing because it's like, fuck yeah, this guy doesn't give a shit. You know, there's almost something cool about that. But why not tell people the risk factors? It's almost like if there was like a fish pond and you went fishing it and like a voice from heaven came down and then your legs burned off, you might not want to tell people that it was a good idea to fish in the pond. At least maybe until we figure out why there's a voice coming down from heavens and why people's legs are getting burnt off. And by the way, you can still like have a partner. It's just, maybe you got to take it. And then I'll just say, as we explore a little bit more of the risk of this for all of us being told, Hey, you can't work in a business and you got to stay home and you got to wear a mask. And it's because other people, well then maybe we can at least be honest and go for a juncture in time. Perhaps we should lay off the aggressive orgy activities until we get this thing under control. Because if not, you might start, you know, spreading this to kids or other people that are at risk who didn't want to attend an orgy on the weekend. In other words, like, don't you maybe you don't want to orgy on the weekend and then go like, you know, play with your sister's kids the next day type thing. All right, let's continue. After uh, pretty pot. soon, we're going to get some actual information on this. But this is from the New York Times. They were saying more than 1,100 people in New York City had tested positive for the monkeypox virus as of late July, nearly all of them to be adult men. And someone sent this my way. And like I said, I'm not validating stuff. Maybe this was parody, but this is an account uh, from Babe the Pig Boy. And we're going to read through a little bit of how this particular individual managed to get himself monkeypox. So I finally got back into the swing of things and attended a first friend's birthday orgy Saturday the 9th. I'd been watching the news on monkeypox, but the general feelings on it really were still are developing by the day. So I nor anyone else was especially worried especially since there had been only two confirmed cases in my entire country, and this group was all locals. And the host of the group was a good friend and a nurse, so I trusted their judgment in still having the event happen. It was a great time. I think I came into sexual content with somewhere in the ballpark of 15 to 20 different men. That's putting up some good numbers, dude. That's more women than I've been with my entire life. That's a pretty good evening. You out there, one evening, you take down 15 to 20. That's like, I mean, that's a, I, I would feel like if you did that, you're like, all right, I, my, my butt's going to have to take down... Or maybe he's putting, I, I don't know which direction it's in, but I almost feel like he'd be like, all right, I need to take a break, but not this guy. So by the next week, he's going to another orgy. This orgy, though, was a piss orgy thrown by some friends. Even though it wasn't officially, officially affiliated with it, it was advertised as a pre-wet and hot orgy. Wet and hot being a big piss pink kink event that happens in Palm Springs. It was what brought me to PS in the first time I visited. It actually been canceled the two years prior thanks to COVID. So people were really intent on coming to this one. And plenty of people were flying into town from all over the place, including places where MP was way more prevalent, were attending this orgy. So I attended the orgy, have a great time, guzzled a metric fuck ton of human piss. I think I had sexual contact with around 15 men. Similarly, orgy on Saturday, had a great time, met some great people, then stumbled my piss ass drunk ass home. Now, imagine if you were even talking to a lady who was telling you that every single weekend she was going to wild orgies and drinking guzzles of piss. You might be like, that doesn't sound like the world's safest activity. And then if all of a sudden the metric guzz tons of guzzling people's piss was resulting in this guy actually saying that it turns out that he got himself some monkey pox at the piss party, you might go, hey, maybe we should maybe we should tone down piss parties until we got this one under control. And now none of this was, uh, you know, none of this is evidence or uh, in any way. So why not bring on an actual professional, a person who could tell us the risk, let us know how we can avoid. By the way, monkey pox does sound pretty terrible. Dr. Krim, welcome to the show. It's an honor to have you back with us. Good to see you, Robbie. 
All right, give me one second. I actually, I got to change uh, a couple things here. All right, give me one second. I just want to change my settings so that I have your audio coming from my cans. Uh, you might talk to me for, to me for one second. Sure. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Let me uh, let me actually see if I can do it this way. Give me one second here. Sure. All right. Can you can you hear me? I can hear you. Uh, that didn't work. Why didn't that work, Doctor Krim? Where's my producer? I don't know. Give me one second. Let me. Uh... Left trigger, right trigger. I know this is this is the problem with going live is uh all right talk again for me check all right beautiful people in the chat if for some reason you cannot hear Dr. Krim let me know I will make another adjustment Dr. Krim let's hop into monkeypox here for a second my first question for you is it would seem to me that something that is visibly on your skin with open wounds would be more than just a problem. Like, I don't understand how this is really just afflicting gay individuals. I would think that like kids and pre, like I would think that once the cat is out of the bag on this one, even if it originated there, that this would just be infectious and have nothing to do with gay sex. So I almost don't understand how this is like more of a gay, like a, a problem from anal sex than just a problem from like skin exposure. Well, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right, because it can transmit also through any kind of sexual activity, oral, vaginal, anal, toys, all that kind of stuff. Um, so it can tra tra transmit by objects as well, so sex toys, things like that. Um, the, the issue is, if you think about how um, uh, uh, HIV spread, right? So HIV also can transmit from... You know, there was maybe a little bit more prevalence when you're having anal sex just because of the increased risk of having um, uh, blood, which is how um, HIV primarily is transmitted when there's bleeding. But with monkey monkeypox specifically, it probably came over somewhere through like a rave or an orgy or a party or somewhere like that. And then that's how it came to the U.S. And so you know, then it's contained within a community and eventually it will no longer be contained in that community. But for right now, that's that's where the predominant um, transmission is. All right. So a couple questions based on that. Let's start with this. How is this something that's been under wraps for like 50 years or contained to just like how, how is it that I guess if you think about like dangerous or highly contagious diseases, I would think either like they kind of break out and then you kind of get over that hump or they just don't break out because they're basically non-existent. Like I, you see what I'm saying? Like something's contagious enough. I would think that we would have confronted this. Like how did it be, how did it go from being something that was just in Africa to all of a sudden recently where it's like everywhere? So, I mean, mostly, so probably because there's several different ways to have it. It's not just sexual. Like if you eat contaminated meat, or if you get scratched or bit by, you know, an animal that has it, that's a way that it can be transmitted, right? And so it might not have been primarily sexually transmitted when it was sort of based in Africa. And then, you know, it takes the right set of conditions for anything to sort of break out and, and become, quote unquote, a pandemic, although I don't necessarily think it reaches to that level yet. Um, so I, I guess my thought would be, you know, 
someone somewhere was in Africa, attended a party or had intercourse with someone, or you can it can be transmitted by kissing. Um, they don't think it's so much by hugging, but they're not sure. Um, so it could not have even been sexually transmitted. Sure, it's honestly, it's not a gay disease. It's more you can no. almost. It, it's not even an STD. It's like just really exposure right. to it, and you can get this. It just happens to be. So then why would it why would it even have been that like the initial outbreak was an orgy and not like it, I, could, I it might not it might not have been you know it could right. just have been somebody had contact or maybe somebody was there and got scratched or bitten or ate some so they they call it bush meat in in parts of that and bush meat is just anything you can get from the jungle and so if there was something you know you ate or 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 came in contact with over there then it transmitted so I mean, it basically, it just means that someone somewhere moved, went to another country. I think England is one of the maybe also where there's a little bit of it, or they just came back to the U.S. and started spreading it. So, all right. So let's start. Let's start with this then. Then why are all the numbers thus far amongst like homosexuals? Is so that... my 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 guess was it was probably uh, a gay man who brought it back and then attended a party or a rave or something like that and that's why you're seeing it in that community first you know it could have just have you know and the other thing is too is if you think about it you know um if you have two men in a relationship right and so i'm, I'm actually getting all this stuff from um so <laughs> they actually wrote an article in the huff post you know and so if you think about it like uh, gay men are far more likely to have sex outside of a marriage, or even if they're in a partnership, they're more likely they're at it, more likely to have sports sex. Um, there are some statistics in that article. This was written by Ken Howard, um, and then you know, so in the U.S., you know, about 25% of gay men have greater than 50 partners lifetime. Uh, that's in Great Britain. In the U.S., it's about 17%. And we're really lagging behind because in Australia, you know, it's 38% of gay men have over 58 partners. So the U.S. US is pretty tame compared to some of these other places. So it's not even like the it's not even so much that it's gay sex as much as it's the volume of sex. So like if heterosexual people were having the same volume, they would like that then. Typically speaking, heterosexuals would be at the same. Is that true of AIDS also? I thought AIDS was like really confined to like, you know, anal sex. No, not necessarily. I mean, it's more blood to blood transmission, but right. like, so, you know, toys, um, rougher intercourse, all those types of things. Um, oral, sometimes you can get blood to blood transmission, you know. Right. So now I wouldn't, I wouldn't like advocate for any government policy whatsoever. So this is more of like a theoretical, but as a theoretical, um, people got upset with Trump when he was like, Hey, you got to shut down travel uh, from Asia because they're dealing with this virus. And they said, Hey, that's racist. And then it also then later turned out that even shutting down the travel, which I don't understand, but apparently that doesn't help. I don't, I don't quite understand how, if like there's a new variant in South America and you shut down travel that, it wouldn't end up getting here, but that we can get into that one second. From what I understand, that wouldn't even help. So is this like a similar thing where I, I wouldn't advocate for them to ban orgies, but it might make sense for them to kind of give the education. Sorry, did I lose you there? Call. Go ahead. Oh, okay, you're still there. But it might yeah. make sense for at least for them to almost give the education and go, hey, guys, 
uh, this particular activity is really what's fueling the transmission here. And so we would like, we're, we're telling you that you're creating a dangerous situation. And so for everybody, it would be better off until we kind of roll out this vaccine. If we were rolling, you know, if we were kind of being a little bit more careful, like because of the bad stigma, it's like, it seems like they don't even want to be honest about the dangers, but like, would that even like prevent it? Or would it be like the Trump border thing? So I really think it's interesting because, you know, um, for better or worse, what the CDC did through the past, uh, you know, couple years, they actually on their webpage they they have guidelines, right? So and recommendations for communities. Supposed to jerk off from six feet apart. That was right, the exactly. That <laughs> masturbate together, have sex with your clothes on, don't kiss, wash your hands, don't use fetish toys, you know, avoid raves, avoid orgies. You know, they have it. Don't touch a rash. You know, if you see someone with a rash, don't get in contact. So, I mean, this is out there. And so I find, found it interesting that, you know, I mean, all right. So maybe maybe he could have done better and said not specifically use, using gay population. But currently that's where it is. And so currently to, to mitigate it, that would be something like, hey, you know, and 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 it's it's it, it seems disingenuous, you know, so this is a population you want to protect. And then by not identifying them, like, as, as it's in this community, why would you not, you know, you don't have to make, like, hard case laws or shutdowns or things like that, but just say this is out there. And then if you choose to partake in it, so be it. I mean, one of the things happened in the gay community during the AIDS epidemic is they used to have sort of like, a, it was like a Russian roulette party. Um, and I worked, when I was in D.C., I worked with, um, in, for a month or two with a predominantly gay male population. And um, some of the things, because at the time they felt so marginalized still, um, that there was these parties where they'd have an orgy. One of the people at the orgy would have HIV, right? And so it was just, yeah, the mindset was like, you know, nobody cares about us, nobody likes us. And I don't think that's the case today. But I find it interesting, like now with, and I, I blame it, on the woke culture. So now we know where it is. Why wouldn't we say to our, you know, as, as, as libertarians, Mises caucus, like, oh, who cares? You know, do what you want. But look, man, if you're going to these parties, if you're going to these raves, if you're a gay man, you know, if you're having close to contact, it's in your community, be safe. Don't do this stuff. Back off and, for a while. And you how, know? uh, how effective are the vaccines for monkeypox? Like, it sounds to me like it's, it's not like the COVID stuff. It's a traditional vax, but it's yeah, not like it, you get that thing and you're protected. So, so I don't have, there's two vaccines. Um, one is a, a not a live virus and the other is a live virus. And so you'd use them in different purposes. So live virus vaccines, you want to give some to someone who's immunocompromised. But there's also medications for it. There's also actually antivirals available. Um, you know, I can say the names, but they're a mouthful. So there's there's actual treatment for it as well. So why is uh, everything I'm hearing from the people that have gotten it? I mean, it sounds like it's just the worst experience. Uh, yeah, it's, and it's, it's but like you're saying there, but yeah. there's treatment for it. Like, how come I don't hear uh -huh. anything about the treatment for it? They might not have enough of the those medications here in the state yet, so that's a possibility. There's also you can get an IVIG treatment, which is IGIV. I said that backwards which is inter, intravenous immunoglobulins. Um, and we use that for some other things like uh, like 
tetanus and stuff like that, other other things that are transmitted. So so there are treatments in addition to the vaccines as well. So then how, how quickly till I guess we can ramp up at least on stocking the treatments where you're not reading these horror stories of, you know, people that have gotten it and it just sounds like the, it really just sounds like the worst. Yeah. You're asking me to predict how, how fast <laughs> the government can do something. I have no, no answer to, for that. <laughs> right. But, so, uh, but, but the, the positive story is this is not like COVID. This is not a new thing. We have no. treatments and we have vaccines. It's just a function right. of how quickly we can roll it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I guess, Listen to that Kennedy clip. I just, it, 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 you know, when you were playing that, I was, it was frustrating because it feels like, you know, it's such a woke thing to say, oh, we can't just say it's the gay community. Well, why not? Like, if that's where we know it is. And there, there is a tendency that in medicine, like the journals are saying, oh, well, you know, there's certain things that black men specifically have more in common than white, more often than white men. Sometimes Asians have more something. Sometimes Ashkenazi Jews have something. But now we're not supposed to identify race or gender or anything like that. And that completely messes up like the treatment. So how are you doing it? You know certain diseases are more prevalent in certain communities or they can't take certain medicines. Like uh, African-American men can't take or do worse on certain blood pressure medicines and better on other ones. So like, I, I don't know. So so asking your genetic history and, and being or your sexual preferences or anything like that, I mean, not being able to do that, it just it's so frustrating. I can't think of a particular example off the top of my head uh, to make it like a not gay example. But uh, to me, it's like if you're engaged in an activity that does bring risk onto other people, then like there will be stigma to that. So it, speaking of this one, it's like I don't think anyone cares like go do you go do no one cares like go do you right. You want to be gay yeah. go be gay but yeah. if at the moment there is risk that you're bringing to the general population by engaging in like i guess the bigger orgy type thing like that was a guy who pissed part i i didn't know that that one seems like a weird like it just seems like there needs to be honest education that like if you're doing that maybe there's like some sort of regular testing that you need to do because if not, you're being not cool if you're going. It's like if I walked into an infectious disease ward and then I went to go hang out with my grandma, that, that's just not cool of me. Right. right. Like or yeah. if I went to a room that I know a ton of people had the fucking flu and then I'm not testing or being mindful of whether or not I have a cold. That's not cool of me. If I go to a gay orgy and then I go to Brazilian jiu jitsu class the next day, that's just not cool of you. Like that's right. not telling you that you can't do it. It's just, it, you know what I mean? But like it, it but that kind of just comes down to what you and I are talking where it's like, just be on, like if there's risk to an activity, let's just be honest about it because then we can like, it, it's not, it's not even telling people that they can't do it. It's just telling them that like they have to do it without being dicks. You know what I mean? Like there's just a way yeah. of like being, even if you're going to do that of just kind of being responsible about it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred uh, percent agree. Like, you know, and that's why I think saying this is what, so, you know, and, and, and like in terms of transmission, it's, it's pretty easy to tell, like you were, you were asking it. So like usually there, there's an incubation period. So after you're exposed and usually it takes about seven to 20 days, depending before you know you have it, but the initial symptoms are sort of just like being sick, you know, fever, headaches, tiredness, all that stuff. So if you're feeling that, you know, don't go out and have sex. And then if you get a rash, you know, um, then that, that, that's the, the prodrome phase, that sort of headache, fever, malaise before the rash appears. Um, 
they're not 100% sure that you can transmit it then, but even so, it'd be safe to, to not have sex, homosexual, heterosexual, whatever, uh, during that time period. And then definitely when you're having a rash, that's called the eruptive stage, then don't <laughs> go out and have close contact with other people. So. All right. And then currently, like, if you're just in, like, I don't know, could you like touch a handle and get it type thing? Or like, what, like, if you're just, so, do we so get to a point in New York city where it breaks out in that way or not likely? So, um, it, it, they're not sure. They do think that, uh, that, uh, it's unlikely. So like, uh, one of the things that's talked about and spread is like, if you go to like, let's say you're gay and you go to a gay bar, unless you're kissing and hugging a lot of people, you're probably not going to transmit it that way. Um, if, if you're in an enclosed space, like a sauna, a sex club, sex parties, even if you're not participating, it's possible. Like if you just like hug someone goodbye and they happen to have a rash on them. So higher likelihood with that. Um, so, um, and definitely sex toys are, are off the board. <laughs> so we should just come out as anti-hugging for a little while in New York city. Just like don't touch each other. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, Dude, New I, Yorkers, I don't see too many New Yorkers walking down the street, giving each other hugs and high fives. <laughs> nah, well, worse than that is, I don't know what it's like now, but the subway in the morning used to literally be everyone on top of each other. Like mm. if you didn't push your way onto a subway to be crammed with people, you weren't going to get to work. <laughs> like every single subway was, uh, was rolling in like that. All right. Any, so anything else that you think people should be aware of in regards to the monkeypox? So it sounds like it, even though, it's afflicting gay people right now. It's coming for all of us. Uh, you know, go back to staying home and you might not die. <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, go live your life. Um, just, uh, uh, just be careful where you, where you, where you put certain things. Right. All right. Fair enough. Um, now wait, just one last question on this. If you're at a gay orgy with a con, are these people like not using condoms? Well, that's not even that's not even the thing. You'd have to use a whole body condom, right? Because the rash is is everywhere. It's prevalent. Right. So, you know, if why don't you invent that? I, I actually had a joke. That's one of my original jokes. I canned it eight years ago. Stop doing it. But that, like, I don't like condoms because they still leave your balls exposed to the elements. I'd prefer something yeah. more like a dick mitten. But maybe uh, we can yeah. do something basically like a sheath with like a condom that like you can screw in on the end. So like you totally, you know what I mean? You keep the whole area for germaphobes. Yeah. You you could just get a suit that's uh, sort of like that, like uh, on uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the Green Man. Yeah, the so Green Man suit with a little yeah. hole for a condom. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there then you, you can just pretend like it's like a gimp-like fetish. You don't even need to like yeah, let people that, know that you're a you could, you should, that, that might be a marketable item. Who knows? The 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 monkey pox, uh, the gay orgy monkey pox suit. And if anything, yeah. then I can get some woke points. Yeah, there you go, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you said that you have the claim, the training tips for me uh, oh, yeah. for, for my uh, quest to beat Robert up 3000. I don't even know if this is going to happen, but I, I'm loosely training. Well, so all you need is something like that you can step up on. Right. OK. And so then you want to get either a weight vest or two 20 bound dumbbells. Right. OK. So basically I'll demonstrate. All right. So all you right. just step up with one leg onto the bench and then you bring your other leg up as I fall down and then you step back down and go into a, a reverse lunge and you do that for as long and as hard as you can alternating legs 
and that's just going to rock your quads and hammies, you know, and especially if you have a weighted vest on, then okay. if you're going out and doing stairs, it'll be like, you feel like you're like, it's nothing. Right. So I both have a step up thing here and a weighted vest. Yeah. I, I just have to look up the reverse lunge. Cause I did it the other day. I actually took a 50 pound sandbag at the end of a yeah. workout and then yeah. I was doing like step up reverse feats, but I was I didn't think about doing the reverse lunge with it. Yeah, because so. that that'll get your hammies too, because you want to get them balanced out so you're not hurting yourself. Smart. Uh, well, yesterday, then, yesterday yeah. I wasted too much time trying to find stairs, and then I finally <laughs> found stairs. But I like I got a pretty good workout in, but not. Uh, I did one. The best workout I did so far was I found like a flight with like twenty stairs, and I did yeah. it a hundred times. So. Nice. I'm at like, but the problem is that the the break coming down throws off like, you know yeah. what I mean? It throws off the math of the continuousness of it. Right, and that way, if you just have like a something you can step up and down on, you don't. I mean, right. you don't need much space. Do it in your apartment. You're good to go. All right, I'm gonna. Yeah. All right, I do have a training question for you. I you find sure? that when I go, I, uh, you know, I, I'm a nervous guy. Sometimes I read something, it sticks with me. I remember sure. years ago, I, I ran a marathon probably a decade ago when I was really young nice. and you could do that shit without training. And I wasn't yeah. even good at it. I thought it was like just under five hours, but I remember people talking about how important like the gel stuff was and like yeah, having the electrolytes because if you were mm -hmm. pure water, it was rare, but you could actually die from drinking. Like people have done that where they're not drinking water with salt. They just drink water. So mm -hmm. I'm curious to know like, cause the Gatorades have so much sugar and then I hate the artificial, like I'd rather something that's just not as sweet. Like what's your best option on that in that regard? So I would say there's two things. I'll tell you what I get. I get this stuff called hydralamine and I can okay. send it to you. Hell yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, I get it on, there's a website called bodybuilding.com. And if you go on there, you'll find thousands and thousands of tips. I mean, bodybuilders are, you know, uh, uh, very intense about what they put into their bodies generally. And then there's another guy actually in the Mises caucus here in Pennsylvania, uh, Kyle Matovich. Uh, and he has, he has a pot. I'm not trying, I, I won't just reach out to him. You can you plug him. Hit him. That's up fine. On, you could probably hit him up on Facebook. His podcast is in Liberty and health and he's all over that stuff. Um, he'd be a great resource for you as well. What is uh, hydralamine? What it's just like, uh, it's like yeah, a tablet it, or a powder? It, no, it's a powder. It's like this is what I drink during right. my workouts and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it, it's good. There's like four different flavors. Like, there's a blue raspberry one, tastes good. Can you, can you overdo it on hydralamine? Like, or that's not possible? Yeah, so it, it has amino acids, but it, in it too. So that's what's good for a workout. But for, for me, it also has sort of the salt and the electrolytes in it. So um, you definitely want to hydrate, especially for something longer than that. And you want to do it a couple days prior to the event. Um, it's the whole, if you remember, I know. You, you love of chemistry, like, right? So it's like the difference between isotonic, hypotonic, hypertonic, right? So I don't know what any of that is. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if, if, if there's a membrane where things can trans go back and forth between it, if on this side, there's a fluid with a lot of stuff in it, and then on this side, there's a fluid that doesn't have a lot of stuff in it, fluid's going to move from here to here to balance it, right? Right especially in the body. So when you're putting in just plain water into your body, right, it's going to move to try and balance 
that that and basically people do drink too much water and it causes a, a syndrome um like hypo yeah and and you see it a lot in schizophrenics do it a lot um to over drink on water but you can do it especially if you're doing an endurance event now if it's going to be like 30 minutes or something like that unlikely to happen but doing something like a marathon or maybe something like you're doing you definitely need it how so, much water i've started pounding like a like a little over a gallon a day is that too much water no, you can definitely do it. I, I would definitely add something in there too, because you know, eventually you're not really hydrating yourself if it's just plain water. Right. So as, especially if it's hot out, um, like you know, the recommendations are you don't want to drink just plain water if you're you know spending time exercising in the heat outside. Hydralamine. I'm gonna look that up. All right. One one more question from the doctor. I I heard from other people. I've not experienced this, but they find that when they're taking Viagra. They're not shooting as much cum. Is that a real thing? Um, have not heard that. So um, maybe, uh, I mean, if they're taking it because they're old and they've, you know, had a vasectomy, then then yes. But right. Otherwise, <laughs> I haven't heard that in kids. Otherwise, that's just, that's just in their head. All right. It, cool. Yeah. Anything else for us to cover, Dr. Krim? No, man. It's always a pleasure. All right. I hope I didn't get you in trouble with my, uh, my, my gay rant before I had you on with the actual information. No, I, no, it's totally fine. Like, like I said, like my, you know, I have two, two gay children. So out of five of them, so <laughs> <laughs> you're, putting up, you're putting up good numbers. Yeah, there you go. You got, you know, I'm all, I'm all good. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have a great one, Dr. Krim. I appreciate it. Hey, see you, Ravi. Later. All right, everybody. Later. That is our episode of the Run Your Mouth podcast. I will be back probably on Wednesday with another episode. And then Friday live from Vegas, as I mentioned, some report stores in action go to uh, RobbieTheFire.eventbrite.com for all the dates and more information. Uh, and uh, I think that's all we got. All right. Later, everybody.